there's not strong investor interest. And I, I find it odd because mining companies are, are making good money. But more importantly, I think uh, this is a good time to get in when something's not so popular but has a, a great uh, fundamental uh, uh, future. And I, I believe that we're on the, the, the verge of a, a metals super cycle and that uh, we're really just getting going on it. On this episode of Early Bird, Greg Beischer, CEO of Alaska Energy Metals Corporation, Greg joins the podcast today to talk about exploration and mining stocks in 2023, including why Greg thinks that a super cycle is coming to the industry soon. If you're an investor looking to stay on top of the latest market trends, then you're listening to the right podcast. This is Early Bird, and I'm your host, Stephen Lerner. Before we get to today's discussion, let me tell you how you can save time and beat the market through Early Bird a free daily email newsletter featuring commentary about the latest trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and equity crowdfunding. Early Bird is designed to help individual and non-professional investors stay on top of all of the critical investing trends. The newsletter is 100% free and is sent to your email box each weekday morning. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, today's discussion. All right, Greg, welcome to the Early Bird Podcast. How are you doing today? Doing great. Very well, thank you. Well, thanks for coming here, Greg. You are the CEO of the Alaska Energy Metals Corporation, which is a publicly traded company um, in the in metals and mining space. And so today we're going to be talking about investing in mineral exploration and mining stocks in 2023. But before we get to that, Greg, in 30 seconds or less, what should the audience know about you and your background? Well, sure. I'm a geologist, a mining engineering technologist, uh, with close to 40 years under my belt, uh, searching for metallic mineral deposits uh, all over, uh, but uh, with specific focus on, on nickel. I'm, I'm a bit specialized in uh, nickel geology and exploration. Interesting. Good, good mix, good background there. Um, mining exploration or mineral exploration mining stocks. What uh how would you describe the current state of the industry right now in late 2023? Well, it's interesting. The industry overall is doing well. Metal prices are reasonably high, yet uh, there's not strong investor interest. And I, I find it odd because mining companies are, are making good money, but more importantly, I think uh, this is a good time to get in when something's not so popular, but has a, a great uh, fundamental uh, uh, future. And I, I believe that we're on the, the, the verge of a, a metals super cycle and that uh, we're really just getting going on it. Interesting. Um, well, why do you think this space is not so popular with investors? You know, I'm not sure, uh, especially amongst uh, 
uh, younger investors. Um, you know, there's lots of different speculative investments uh, uh, one could make, whether it's tech stocks or pharma, biotech, uh, these things. And, and so there's lots of choices. But uh, in the end, it really does come back to the raw materials. You know, everything around us uh, came out of a mine in one form or another. And now with the advent of uh, uh, a switch to electrical vehicles and that sort of thing, much more electrical power, uh, you know, the only way to move those electrons around is metals. Yeah. And so uh, that's why I think this super cycle is imminent. You, you mentioned EVs, electric vehicles, certainly a popular category of stocks for investors out there. Uh, a demand for EVs, though, seems to be down in the past year. Is it still a good catalyst for the mineral exploration and mining industry? Oh, I believe so. I think the, the move is uh, afoot now, uh, even if there's a slight lull here. Uh, I think about uh, adoption of electric vehicles the uh, the same way uh, I think of the history of the flat screen TV. You know, at first uh, they were quite expensive and uh, even though they were very attractive, uh, uh, People bought them, but after a while, there there was enough uh, adoption of the technology that uh, they became quite popular, and then so could be mass produced at a bigger scale, and then the price uh, accordingly came down, and and now they're ubiquitous. Every TV is a flat screen TV, so I, I think the same thing will happen with electrical vehicles. Mm, interesting comparison between uh, those types of television sets and the new class of vehicles, electric vehicles that we're seeing out on the road. Um, but let's take a look at the broader uh, mineral exploration and mining market. Um, I wanted to do that by looking at the ETF, Spider S&P Metals and Mining ETF. Um, it's been a solid, decent year for th that ETF, which tracks the industry. It's up about 6% this year or so, which is so far pretty good here in September. Uh, but compared to the larger S&P, uh, index, which is up uh, so far about 16% or so this year, it seems to be lagging behind the broader market. Why do you think this industry is lagging behind the, the rest of the market? You know, it, it puzzles me uh, when the fundamentals are, are just so good um, that uh, that the people wouldn't uh, invest uh, more, uh, more rapidly. Um, it is a volatile industry metal prices can take big swings and so one has to be prepared for that but uh prepared on the downside but prepared on the upside too and uh i i just see this uh this great way of building i've lived at this point through uh, at least five or six major uh cycles in the metals mining business and you know when the prices start to move uh and uh, they can really move upwards quickly and for sustained periods. So uh, that's why I always like to be a bit of a contrarian in my investing and, and then try to invest when things are a little bit out of favor. So, so let's talk about that, why this might be a good time to get in the space as an investor for mineral exploration and mining stocks. Uh, as you stated, Greg, uh, mining stocks are just so important to the economy. Um, there's there's demand growing for many different types of metals, and they're used in so many different products. What, why is this a good time in the second half of 2023 to invest in these types of companies? 
Well, I, I really think it all comes down to uh, electricity. Uh, you know, if we truly are going to uh, transition uh, a major portion of our vehicles to electrical power, uh, there's a lot more metal uh, required in those vehicles, but it also means that you would have to rewire a lot of the cities. Uh, you need to be able to deliver that electricity to parking spaces. Uh, and uh, not only that, but you have to generate more electricity uh, and, and deliver it um, uh, through uh, uh, transmission grids, which take uh, a lot of copper. So it's just, I just see all metals, uh, the demand for all metals increasing dramatically in the coming decades. Oh, absolutely. I, I could see that being the case. But but on the flip side, there, there are some risks which with investing in this industry. There's a lot of volatility with certain types of metals and materials. Um, there are political issues across the world that could make things incredibly complicated in this industry. Um, what do you see as some of the risks right now and the headwinds in this space? Yeah, the, the, the risks uh, always are uh, um, uh, political. And um, it, but, you know, they, they could, uh, in some ways, uh, work in our favor uh, as investors. Uh, for example, I think there's significant political risk, uh, and I actually think our country's uh, quite vulnerable uh, right now to being cut off from uh, certain metal supplies. You know, we're, we're really uh, uh, reliant on a lot of other countries uh, for our, our metals. And some of those countries are not at all friendly towards us. And, and in some cases uh, provide 100% of uh, the, uh, the imports that, that we have. So uh, all it would take is some disruption uh, uh, from a, an argument between countries. And uh, the next thing you know, we're in a world of trouble because we, we don't uh, have that metal supply. And, you know, I think uh, to myself around the world uh, of uh, metal supply chains, and I know that China has been very, very aggressive in, in building its supply lines. It mines a lot of metal itself, but it has also established uh, uh, supplies of those metals from mines all over the world in uh, the South Pacific and, and in Africa. And you know, they're, that metal goes to them, and, and they're not uh, going to uh, accept a, a diversion of that. So they've, uh, China has prepared themselves very well, where I don't think the United States has, and, and I think we're vulnerable and need to invest uh, into mining in our own country so that there's a secure, uh, stable domestic supply uh, for our needs, particularly on an electric vehicle transition space. Good point. When we return, we'll hear from Greg about what to look for in exploration and mining stocks and how new investors can get started with these companies. But first, let me tell you how you can become a more informed investor through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter. Early Bird has commentary on the latest events and trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and crowdfunding. With Early Bird's daily weekday email, investors can quickly stay on top of the trends and beat the market. 
Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, back to today's discussion. So, Greg, today we are talking about mineral exploration and mining stocks. I'm curious, let's say you're an investor and you are thinking about buying stocks in this space. What should investors look at when examining stocks that are involved in mineral exploration and mining? Well, you know, uh, historically, uh, mineral exploration stocks uh, are highly speculative investments. And uh, one should be uh, careful about investing uh, in any one stock. Uh, do your due diligence and, and uh uh, you know, you can subscribe uh, to newsletters and whatnot that um, uh, provide a screening and a, a better chance that the investment will be successful. But, uh, you know, like tech startups and, and that sort of thing, mineral exploration is sort of that early stage uh, R&D for, for a mine. And, and uh, a lot of them uh, in the end don't work out, but uh, a lot of them do increase in price. Uh, maybe they're not ultimately successful in discovering an ore body that becomes a mine, but at some place in a, a good market uh, with, with good fundamentals and uh, interesting discoveries, then uh, one uh, can realize really substantial profits. Like it's not uh, totally unusual to see uh, five times or 10 times uh, your investment on a successful mineral exploration company uh, that makes a good discovery or advances a known deposit closer to being a mine, but uh, a lot of them do fail. And so uh, you have to screen those out, but uh, sometimes the rewards are so good that you know, one uh, good success story can uh, counteract uh, two or three that didn't work for the investor. So it's such an interesting space, um, mining stocks, because not every mining stock does the same thing. Uh, your company, for example, I believe you focus more on like mining nickel. Is that correct? Well, uh, I would say we're more for focused on exploring and developing a nickel deposit. And it's uh, highly likely that uh, if we are successful in the coming two years, that uh, we would sell the uh, deposit, the metal deposit, to uh, a big mining company that, that has the wherewithal uh, and expertise to build a very large mine. Uh, so our space is to discover and delineate uh, valuable metallic deposits in the earth uh, to dramatically increase value for shareholders and then uh, vend uh, the, the deposit, uh, hopefully at a great profit, to, to a major mining company. So there's, there's a, an array. It goes from exploration to development and delineation of a deposit and then finally to actually mining uh, the, the deposit at a profit. Is there a reason why your company is focused on uh, nickel, for example? Obviously, there are many different types of minerals out there, metals that companies can mine. And when you look at the market, many companies that do different types of mining into different uh, minerals. Why is, is, is there a reason why nickel is a focus for the company? 
Oh, it sure is. Well, number one, I, I have a background and, and some expertise in, in searching for that particular metal, which not all geologists do. But I just see uh, a, a timing uh, issue here, a timing crunch coming. Uh, you know, we've got uh, car companies spending billions uh, retooling their uh, assembly lines to make uh, electric vehicles and they're building battery plants and independent battery manufacturers are building battery plants but uh, they've realized they don't necessarily have the raw material supply to uh, be sure they can build the batteries and nickel is uh, a very important component of the average uh, electric car battery in fact there's there's uh, around 60 pounds of nickel in in every electric vehicle. Wow! And you know, with, with batteries, um, I mean they're called lithium-ion batteries, uh, but really uh, the major components are nickel and graphite. Uh, and so, you can imagine that. Um, and, and I will say another thing, uh, nickel is a lot harder to find than is lithium and for that matter, graphite. And so that's why I see the real crunch coming. I think that it's going to be the choke point for uh, uh, full adoption uh, and a smooth transition to electric vehicles. So that's why that, you know, that material might might be in demand. I'm just curious because, as I said earlier in the show, we looked at that ETF. It's up a few points so far this year. But I look at some of the major mining stocks in the market, Newmont, Barrick Gold, and they're all down by double digits right now for the year. What What is happening in the mining industry? Is there some type of divide right now between stocks that are performing well and stocks that are struggling? I, I just don't get it with the gold stocks. Uh, uh, you know, the three that you mentioned there, the, the three biggest uh, gold uh, mining companies in the world, Gold's uh, trading uh, close to $2,000 an ounce, so uh, mining companies are, are quite profitable right now, yet there seems to be no investor interest. The, the fundamentals of the company are good, they're making money, but no one's investing in them. Do you think that might change in the next year? Well, I, I think it has to. Uh, at some point, you can't ignore uh, the, the, the money, the, the profits that they're making and uh, know that uh, that's got to eventually translate to a higher share price. But I just see such demand company, particularly for the metals that are related to electrical generation and uh, storage and transmission. Mm -hmm. I think those are the metals that are going to really, really do well. So, Greg, if you're an investor brand new to this space and you want to get involved, how would you recommend an investor get started? Yeah, uh, do a lot of reading just like uh, you would with, with uh, any other sector in which you're investing. Uh, and uh, look for the trends uh, and, and look for the, the gaps, uh, which is what I've done here with Nickel. Um, you know, most of the investing I do personally is in the mining space because I have such a good understanding of it. But um, uh, that, that's the best way is to educate yourself, read, read up on it. And But if you're already an investor that's interested in uh, electric vehicles or, or solar panels, uh, uh, you know, new t newer types of uh, uh, cleaner energy, excuse me, cleaner energy generation, then you're already pretty well educated because you'll know that 
every component of those things is made from metals from the ground. Oh, wow. So it's a good way to sort of get started if you're already investing in that. Uh, Greg, thank you so much for coming on the Early Bird podcast and talking to us today about what investors should look at at mineral exploration and mining stocks right now in the second half of 2023. Before we wrap up the podcast, I just have one final question for you, Greg, and it's the most important question for today's discussion. That question for you, Greg, is what did... 18-year-old you think that you would be doing right now? <laughs> well, that's a great question, you know, and I never, ever would have imagined it. But uh, when I was 18 years old, I uh, went uh, just by chance to uh, a mining technology school. And my first summer job uh, was uh, up in the Arctic searching for, the, at the time, uh, uranium. And it was a great, uh, adventurous uh, way to start this career. And, uh, and it, it has been uh, adventurous. Uh, uh, geologists get to see a lot of uh, wild uh, places, uh, but uh, now that I'm a, a senior geologist, uh, I raise uh, the financing to do uh, what's usually pretty expensive work. So I never really would have imagined that I'd be the head of a, a mineral exploration company and, and raising uh uh, money and, and uh, uh, helping uh, investors become aware of of uh, the, the mining and minerals exploration space. It couldn't possibly have occurred to me when I was 18. Nice. <laughs> Thank you again to Greg Beischer for sharing your insights on exploration and mining stocks. And thank you to everyone for listening to today's discussion. We'll be back next week for another episode of Early Bird. Have a great day.